0: Locked on blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis blues, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Welcome back to the locked on blues podcast, part of the locked on live network and your number one source for daily blues content, I'm Thomas Welch, and it's just me today. Uh, but we're going to be going over the Jacob De La Rose signing that the Blues just announced today. Um, so I'm going to give my two, th- two cents on that. Um, the Islanders versus Lightning. Lightning won 2-1, to one, so we're going to... We're going to do a post-game recap of that, as well as a pre-game for Vegas versus Dallas tonight at 7. And then we're also going to talk a little bit of Chiefs versus Texans, because it's opening night for the NFL. So, before we get into that, I just want to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, RockAuto.com. Okay, so... Let's break it down for you. St. Louis Blues announced today that they've agreed to terms with Jacob De La Rose on a one-year, one-way deal worth $700,000. Now, I get everybody on Twitter being like, what the hell? Anytime you see St. Louis Blues have tweeted and signed, you wanted to say Alex Petrangelo. I get it. I understand. But there's pieces that need to be moved in order to make room for that. And from my understanding... The Blues, I think Jeremy Rutherford tweeted out that the Blues still aren't close and they're starting to frustrate Alex Petrangelo in terms of negotiations. So, maybe this is a move that's kind of panic-driven. I don't know. But in my opinion, this move is a precursor f- for other moves. Okay? This isn't this isn't the Blues saying Jacob De La Rose is a vital, irreplaceable part of our team and we see him as a future of this franchise moving forward. It's not that at all. But... To move other guys, to be able to move other guys, you have to have guys set in place that you're not going to move and that are going to stick around. And I think Jacob De La Rose is one of those guys. So, does that mean the Blues are thinking of moving a center like Tyler Bozak or in the unlikely situation um, that they buy out Alexander Steen? I don't know, but I think it's a good question to ask. And I think solidifying Jacob De La Rose coming back is... How do I phrase this? It kind of puts their hands in order, you know, because once they do that, then they can be like, okay, well now I know that we can move these guys because we got pieces in place that can kind of step up. So we'll see what happens there. But in my opinion, it's confusing to me as well because Armstrong said in his comments after the Allen trade that it was important for the team to get Huso, um some reps because he's earned the chance. I think that was the quote uh, that he was using. So, that being said, it's it's curious to me as to why this team almost feels like it's always hellbent on just bringing in bottom six players instead of and I get they put like Jordan Cairo down on the fourth line, not really like kind of burying him, him, burying him in the depth chart, not giving him as much as a chance. To excel as we would like. Especially a prospect highly touted like that, and with all the accolades that he had and the speed and the skill set. Like, that guy should be getting top line minutes. Like, I feel like he should kind of be where Sanford's at. And I get Sanford had good production and everything. But I don't know. For me, I think it's a no-brainer when you look at the skill set of Clem Cost and that he's like you take all the prospects that we've had. Robert Thomas found himself on the fourth line, third line. Jordan Cairo found himself on the fourth line, third line. All these guys. All of our top prospects that are like skill-based player. But Clem Costin, dude? The dude's, the kid's a wrecking ball. And he's got a heavy shot in a big frame. So he can play it's like it's like we talk about all the time with Josh like he's that similar style of player as Sammy Blay. He's a hybrid. So you can put him in the top 6, you can put him in the bottom 6 and he's going to excel wherever you put him. But that being said, like at some point you got to think especially cuz like we talked about it when Mark Savard stepped down. If this team needs somebody on the power play who's going to finish goals. David Perron's been doing it. He's been hitting those one-tees. They've got that vision. They've got all the pieces in place, I feel like. Alex Petrangelo is solid on the power play. Colton Pareco, not so much. Justin Falk definitely needs to see some time. Um, but and It's not even to say Colton Pareko's, like he's not bad at hockey. He just can't hit the net on the power play, and I feel like we have better puck movers um, that would be more vital to that situation, I guess. But, dude, you put a guy like Clem Costin on the power play, I guarantee he's he's cranking one-timers left and right. That kid loves to score. And you've got a guy set in play. you got Robert Thomas there who's going to find a guy like Clem Costin all day, every day, back door. He's got eyes in the back of his head. So, I mean, even if Clem Costin – like, you could bring Clem Costin up as a fourth-line, third-line kind of guy and then still give him – like power play minutes, and if he sees production there, I don't see why. I don't see. What, is that not even worth a look? Really? I don't know. I'm just kind of going off on a tangent now. I think I'm. I'm just excited to see Klim Costin play. I'm excited to see uh, Nikita Alexandrov play when he comes up. But it just always feels like we have the same kind of players on the on the bottom on the bottom two lines, like McEachern and like Jacob De La Rose, and we had. Uh, Nikita Sashnikov for a while. They all seem like they fit the same kind of mold. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how we'll see how it goes, I guess. Um, But we're going to go to a break real fast from our sponsors. So we're going to start with the big dogs, lead it off, Rock Auto. So chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics, and do-it-yourselfers, RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible, rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or an account login. RockAuto.com is a family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And on top of that, Special Olympics. So listen up, Chiefs and Blues fans, because the season starts tonight. This is your opportunity to help support your local Special Olympics Missouri program. Access to healthcare isn't great for a lot of people, especially those in the disability community. Special Olympics are stepping up to be a part of the solution. So right now you have a chance to help support Special Olympics Missouri. Plus, be entered to win a brand new 2020 GMC Canyon four x four truck. So here's how to participate. Buy your raffle tickets between now and October 31st. It's easy. Just go to SOMO.org. That's S-O-M-O.org slash raffle and click the green button buy truck. Tickets generically. $20 for five tickets. You get one free just for being you. And it connects SOMO athletes to health and wellness programs. Five dollars per ticket supports individuals with intellectual disabilities and a ten dollar minimum online per purchase. You do not need to live in Missouri to win. Let me re- let me repeat that. You do not need to live in Missouri to win. So if you're listening to this in Illinois, anywhere else, if you're listening to this in Zimbabwe, you're good. <laughs> so October 31st is your last date to enter for the truck. But don't wait till then because there are other awesome prizes along the way. Two trip prizes will be awarded during the raffle period to Branson and Las Vegas one entry for every $40 of tickets purchased for the raffle. So you, so you purchase $40 worth of tickets, you get one entry to go to Branson or Las Vegas. And if you win the trip to Branson or Las Vegas, you can still win the truck. So what are you doing? Get up, get on your phone or your laptop and head to somo.org slash raffle right now and enter for your chance to win. Okay. Now that we got all that out of the way, Islanders versus Lightning. If you listen to the last episode, I'm I'm not saying I'm Nostradamus, but Kucherov, locked on player of the game. What a pick! <laughs> Come on. Um, but the Islanders did fall to the Lightning last night, two to one. Um, Kucherov scored with nine seconds left in the game. Um, to me, it felt like the Islanders fought back really well. Um it was a pretty physical game. I think you can tell that by the suspension that <laughs> that happened, but we'll get into that in a second. But yeah, the Islanders fought back, especially coming off an eight to two loss. Like you love to see a performance like that. Uh The puck just didn't bounce their way. And I think you saw that in the post-game comments. Like, there's going to be games like that always. Uh, I feel like we talked about Vasilevsky, too, having a a good playoffs. I think that was underrated. He had a really good game as well. But um, I'm expecting the Islanders to bounce back next game. Um, Just because, I mean, you got two frustrating games like that back in a row. I don't see how you can lose another one. I just don't see it happening um, and of course talk about the fact that Brock Nelson got cross-checked by Killorn Killorn is suspended for game three and Nelson is still expected to play um, But yeah I think I think the balls I mean all the momentum is on the lightning side let's not get it twisted And they look amazing. Firing on all cylinders. I mean, three zones of the ice, like you talk about. Uh, They're playing lights out hockey, high momentum, high speed, high intensity. And they're having fun. I mean, anytime you score with nine seconds left in anything, much less the third period, uh, it's going to be some exciting times. But in the playoffs, too, in this setting, in this year, that's been so chaotic with this storied franchise that's been so plagued in the playoffs recently. Uh, it's, it's starting to look like storybook stuff for Tampa Bay. So We'll see how that one goes. Uh, Vegas versus Dallas is at 7 o'clock tonight. And I'm expecting Leonard to be back in goal after the shutout. God, that guy is something else. Um, and the Golden Knights are going to look to keep that pos- pro- possession percentage high and the faceoff percentage high. Cause I think we talked about it last game. Uh, they had 60% from the face-off dot. And I mean, Dallas can't even get the puck, but they're going to have a hard time. They're going to have a pretty hard time scoring goals. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just look at the Vegas lineup and like guys, you talk about Shay Theodore, obviously having a fantastic playoffs. We've, we've talked about that on, that on the podcast time and time again. Um, Mira Heiskanen's right there in terms of production. Um, Klingberg's having a fantastic postseason. So it's not to say that these teams are on any different sides of the spectrum. You know, like they're both playing. I mean, they're here for a reason, right? I mean, Dallas has kind of been through a gauntlet. Golden Knights, their goaltending has been absolutely fantastic um, and beat some impressive teams to get there. So we'll see what happens Um, for tonight. I'm going to say it's the series is tied one to one. I think I'm going to take Dallas tonight. I think that's the move just because I mean, I I think you got to you got to feel for the kid Kiviranta too, right? In three goals in his last five games from the hat trick. (laughs) Man, I'm just it's so exciting to watch like. It doesn't even feel like, especially with all this sports going on and football coming back tonight too, which we'll get into that in a second after this break. Um, but yeah, just everything coming back, like, and even like my classes down here at school, like are all, for the majority, all of them are online and in person. Like it feels like, it almost feels normal in a year that's just been <laughs> so strange, but a lot of fun, uh, especially just getting up into all the sports. I mean, even watching like, I don't know, just any any sports game I watch now, I just get like super involved and like dive 100% deep into it because you don't know like when it's going to get taken away again. And I mean, it kind of sucks. That's kind of depressing thinking about it in that regard, but it is what it is. I think, but yeah, I think tonight, anyway get back on track here. I think tonight uh, Dallas is going to get a good, a good showing from Kidobin, Um And it's going to be one of those goalie matchups that we've seen so many times, uh, so many times in this playoffs with Demko and Markstrom and Leonard and Fleury and uh, t- take your pick here. Um, but it should be a fun game. Paul Stastny. Former blue quietly having four points in his last five games. I'm going to take him as my locked on player of the game for the Vegas Golden Knights and for Dallas. Mm, Let's go Rupe Hintz. I think he's been playing. He's been playing really good hockey, high speed, doing all the little things, um, battling in the corners, flying through the neutral zone with his entries. And I don't think it's really showed up on the score sheet for him just yet. But the production is there. He just gotta, just gotta pop the biscuit in there, you know. And I think he's going to. So, those are my picks. Uh, we're gonna take a short break, and then when we get back, let's talk some football, baby, and we'll round out this episode. All right. Tonight, it's 7 o'clock, the NFL season 2020 officially starts. However chaotic, however hectic, whatever happens after this point, <laughs> it's it's official. We do have a season. We'll see how long it lasts. We'll see what happens, what kind of ramifications, what kind of players drop out. Could see that happening. I don't know. There hasn't been a lot of talk about it. I know the, a lot of the Patriots have already. Um... But Chiefs versus Texans, we have a Watson versus Mahomes face-off as our first of the year. To what do we owe the pleasure? Are you kidding me? I think it's important. I think, honestly, I think Watson versus Mahomes is going to be the new Manning versus Brady Bowl, honestly. So, I mean, you look at the stats of these guys. They just jump off the page at you. And it's like, it's cool, too, because... I feel like a like back in the day, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's not fair to say. It honestly for me, like right now it feels like the league has a surplus of good slash elite quarterbacks. And it feels like it hasn't had that in a while. And like the days when like Sam Bradford was the Rams quarterback and like I don't I don't even know. It just felt like like Fitzpatrick and I don't, it just felt like there was a drop-off in talent. And then this—I I, I, they call it like the new wave of quarterback comes in, right? It's like the speedsters like Jackson and Watson and Mahomes and Wilson and guys that can run around in the pocket that are just supreme athletes, but they're also got the mental capacity to lead a team, remember all these plays, make uh, make changes at the, at the line of scrimmage. It's fascinating to watch and I really think it's it's kind of changing I mean it's changing the game of football but it's also changing the way we watch football too because I mean you got a guy out there tonight that's just Patrick Mahomes is an absolute wizard the dude's throwing footballs with his non-dominant hand he's throwing footballs at receivers that he's not looking at like if you're not putting this guy this guy is a prime time like dream Especially for this league that is so hell bent on ratings and protecting them. And like, you can talk about the kneeling and like how like ratings have gone down. I don't know if there's any truth to that. I doubt there is. But well, <laughs> it's just an exciting time. And you've got, yeah, Mahomes doing all of his stuff. Deshaun Watson, who. I don't. I think it was in the playoffs last year, but he it was like third and forever or something. Let me know if you guys remember this. I could. I, this could be wrong. I forgot who they were playing, but the dude just spun out of what looked like a surefire sack. Right? Like he had everything. He had every part of his body, or he had his hand on the ground. But it really looked. It looked like he, there's no way he gets out of this, and he just comes emerges from the fog, throws a bomb completes the first down. I think they ended up scoring on the drive or something and winning the game. I think it was like in the fourth quarter. That shit was ridiculous. This team's...